the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Five oh six on the Central Coast on this Thursday, January eighteenth, two thousand twenty-four. I'm Dave Congleton. Uh, we've got a lot of great guests uh, booked in the weeks to come. We have County Supervisor Don Ortiz Leg is going to be here. We have our City Manager Derek Johnson is going to check in. We are with you weekday afternoons from three oh five to seven o'clock, and tomorrow we have your final chance to win tickets to see the Happy Together Tour at Vina Robles in July. And Scott and Andy have those last. ZZ Top Tickets. I keep listening. This hour. So we had the Iowa uh, caucus the other night. And Donald Trump finished first place. Not only was he in first place, but it was huge. He got like 51% of the vote. And not only that, but Donald Trump prevailed because he was able to secure the support of the evangelical base in Iowa. Quoting the Atlantic Magazine. Donald Trump and American evangelicals have never been natural allies. Trump has owned casinos, flaunted mistresses and the tabloids, and often talked in a way that would get him kicked out of church. In 2016, many people doubted whether Trump could win over evangelicals whose support he needed. Now, eight years later, we know the answer. So, um, I reached out to my brother Bruce, who has uh, become a regular contributor to this uh, broadcast. Uh, I have a lot of respect for my brother. After all, I've, I've known him all my life. If you ask me to talk about Bruce, I would say that without exception, he is honest, ethical, a man of high moral character. He married his high school sweetheart. He has uh, raised uh, three young boys into great outstanding men. I mean, Bruce checks all the boxes. So... When I look at Bruce and I see that he is a supporter of Donald Trump, to me, there's a disconnect. And I just got to try to spend this hour figuring it out. Anyway, here's my brother. Here's Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Hello, David. Good afternoon. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. So, Thank you for those kind words of introduction. Have I described you completely accurately? Is that how you see yourself? I mean, you've... You've walked a pretty strict moral line in your life, and I salute you for that. Yeah, I I have tried to, David. I I have a certain code of conduct that I live by, and it's prescribed in the Bible, and I try to stay close as I can to that. And do you expect that code of conduct from others? I would like to see our country adopt that kind of behavior in general take us back to a God-fearing country like we used to be, but uh, our, um, in our form of uh, government, you know, we don't force anybody to do it. I can tell you what I think and encourage you, but you have the full right to do as you please, as long as you don't right. step on other people's rights. Right. So, yeah, I would like to see others 
follow that. And so if you come across people that don't follow that code, I, I would just assume, Bruce, that you'd be disappointed in them. That, hey, you can do better. You can be a better person. <laughs> yeah, dis- disappointed is a good word, David. I, I agree. All right. So when did you come to Donald Trump? Were you a supporter of his back in 2016? Yes, I was, right from the beginning. All right. And what was it right from the beginning that drew you to him? Uh, Well, it was the policies he espoused. Uh, Nobody's trying to whitewash his character or his misdeeds in his past life. But I'm not out to vote for a pastor for my church. I'm looking for a president of my country. And... In that regard, we are all flawed people, so I have to resort to what is this guy going to do in office? Is that flawed person going to take advantage of his position of great power, or is he going to do good things for the country that will benefit a lot of people? And as I evaluated the policies that he espoused, I said, this this is a guy that's doing things that I believe will make our country a better place. And see, I get the policy debate. I can I can see why a conservative such as yourself would embrace somebody like Donald Trump and the things that he has stood for. But I'm at a total loss to figure out how you and others can turn a blind eye to this man's personal transgressions. I mean, I don't know the Ten Commandments, Bruce, but I've got some sense of them. And Donald Trump easily has disobeyed probably about four of them, at least. All right. So a guy who openly flaunts the code that you live by, you support him for president. So, David, why do you think that I'm turning a blind eye to this? I'm not trying to say he's, he didn't do these things or didn't disappoint us at points in his life. Um, I, I can't tell you that I've kept all the Ten Commandments. I'm as flawed as anybody. But I, I try to do the right thing, and when I don't, I pray to God and I ask for forgiveness, and I pick myself up and try to do better. And I pray for President Trump to do the same thing. In his role as president, he is not my spiritual leader. He is not the man I look up to for guidance in my Christian faith. He is the man that is putting in policies that I have to live by. And for that, I go first to what is he going to do that's going to make my life and my nation a better place. Do you think Donald Trump is a Christian? Now go ahead. I acknowledge the things that he's done in the past that that aren't good. I think a lot of what he's going through now is a political persecution because he, as he famously says, the government is coming for you folks. The only problem is I am standing in their way. And that resonates with a lot of Christian people who feel like there's a lot of overreach by the government into our lives. So do you think Donald Trump is a Christian? Um... You know, he, I think he's purported to be, but you, you can only judge by the fruit of their lives. And yeah. I think we've seen a change in his life. So 
um, I, I wouldn't want to judge whether he's a Christian or not at this point. I I think if he is, he's a very new Christian and has got a lot to learn and needs to surround himself with some uh, wise Christian counselors. And allow me the question. I think it's legitimate. You don't feel like you and the rest of the flock are being used by this guy? That you're being played by him? That he'll say whatever he wants to say to get your support? So, just as an analogy, David, I would say that uh, President Biden is playing the African-American community by making all the promises and then not following through. When I support Donald Trump, I'm looking to see if he actually does what he said he was going to do and for the, the basis for why I voted for him. And as I look back at his presidency, he checks all the boxes in, in doing or at least trying to do against enormous opposition all the things that he set out to do. So, so yeah, I don't think I'm being played at all. I think he's one of the few politicians that stepped forward and actually lived out the promises that he made. And he tried to in all points, I think. My brother Bruce is joining the conversation. Your phone call still to come. Explaining to me as a man of devout faith why he and others are embracing Donald Trump. Because when you look at the poll results from Iowa, uh, Donald Trump scored heavily with evangelicals, people with low income, and also lower education levels. That's not an attack. That's just what the data is suggesting about Iowa. So I, I guess my next question, Bruce, is you seem to be more sympathetic towards Trump than you were towards Bill Clinton when he had his Lewinsky problem or when Obama's citizenship was questioned. You seem to care about those personal issues. But with Trump, it sounds like you're giving the guy a pass, and that's inconsistent to me. So I disagreed with a, a lot of what Obama did. It wasn't uh, his personal foibles or those of uh, Clinton. Uh, it was what they did, their policies that were objectionable to me. And all the rest of that stuff came along. I don't recall ever attacking. I mean, I know that the uh, issue with Obama and his birth certificates and all that, which was to me kind of a side issue, I was more interested in the policies. Like when he said he was going to fundamentally change America, um, he did that. He started that, and I think that's what the current president is carrying carrying forward, and that's why I object to him. We Not so much for his personal life. We have plenty to discuss with my brother Bruce. Your phone call still to come. We're live, we're local, we're hometown radio. This is the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. We'll welcome your phone calls and your text messages from my brother after news at the bottom of the hour. As uh, we peer into the minds of the evangelical community who seem to be rallying around Donald Trump, that certainly was the case in Iowa. But, Bruce, you're suggesting that there's another reason why the evangelicals like Trump. What might that be? Yeah, David, going back in uh, biblical history, there was a... Uh, Persian King Cyrus, who wasn't a particularly good guy at all. But when he came to power, 
he allowed all the Jews to return to Jerusalem to build uh, the temple again. In that sense, God used uh, a flawed man to accomplish his purposes in the end. And there are a fair number of evangelicals who see Trump as that kind of a Cyrus, who God has ordained to this position as president of the U.S. to lead the U.S. back to a godly nation. So, that, so their evangelical biblical basis is supported by that example, and, and they believe, and I and I believe that God raises up all of the people that are in authority over us in government. Well, in the you know, in he's the not surprised by election outcomes. Um, boy, that's sparking so many questions. I pulled this quote out of the Atlantic article. One prominent evangelical leader has come to believe that Trump is, quote, God's instrument on earth. Do you share that belief? Uh, I, I don't know if I can go that far, David, but I certainly understand the, the, the biblical basis for thinking that God has raised him up as a leader for the United States at this particular point in time. Yes, I do believe that. So if Trump loses in November, like I believe he will, but that's just my opinion, that must mean that God wasn't really that far much behind him. Otherwise, he would have made sure Trump won, right? Uh, that's right. If, if whoever wins is not going to be a surprise to God, it'll be something that he has ordained or allowed to happen. So why would God choose someone who has so openly flaunted God's call? Kind of like what we mentioned at the beginning. I mean, the prostitutes and Jeffrey Epstein, all this stuff, the lying, breaking laws. Why, why would God choose him to be his messenger? David, all of us, all of us, you, me, all your listeners, we're all flawed people. There is no absolutely good person that God could choose to, to lead the country. He works with what we bring to him and makes it come out good for his purposes. So, so no, if, if Trump stood up and he was still behaving like he did in his past life, that would be a big influence. I would still come back to looking at his policies. What is he going to do to make our country better? That, that for me, was the driving factor. And I understand, I back yeah. at, Go ahead. David, listen, if I was to go back and look at uh, Jimmy Carter, who was an outstanding Christian man, good virtue, all kinds of good things you could say about him, but he wasn't a good president. So... Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're going to be able to do the job well. I have to. I am looking at somebody in this world who will to do the policies that are going to make the country better, make our lives better, not get in the way of people in exercising their freedom of religion. Well, how about somebody? So, how about somebody like Mitt Romney who came out just today and he was criticizing Donald Trump? And Trump supporters. I mean, is Mitch Romney, is Mitt, Mitt Romney not a moral man of character? <laughs> moral, he is a moral man of character. And when he was running, I was supporting him. 
I didn't let his Mormon religion influence me one way or the other. I looked at what he said he was going to do. So doesn't char- yeah. doesn't character count? Well, hey, I'm going to vote for this guy because I like what he's going to do. All right. But shouldn't his or her character also be a factor? We've we've drawn oh, people out of consideration. I mean, Thomas Eagleton admitted uh, to depression and getting shock therapy back in 72. Uh, uh, Gary Hart was caught having an affair and he had to get out of the presidential race. Yeah, character absolutely matters. I, I agree with you. And if Donald Trump was behaving in office as he is suggested he did in his past life, then no, that would disqualify him. But since he has become president, his, his behavior has changed dramatically from that. And how do you know that? So I, I, how do you know he's changed? Well, because if it hadn't, this, he's been scrutinized more than any other president we've had in modern history. If he had screwed up any place, it would be on the front page of every paper. So what we've watched them do is make up stories about Russiagate and his uh, insurrection, uh, simulating the insurrection. All that stuff, to me, is completely made up and completely political attacks on him. They haven't got anything else to go after him for. Everything has been made up. It's all the, as he says, fake news. Well, that's what he says. And that may be what you believe, and you know that I believe differently. But we've just met your standard, Bruce. Attacks on Trump and criticism of Trump have been on the front page of every newspaper for the last seven years. I mean, and and there are indications that he hasn't changed at all. But what I hear from our evangelical friends is, oh, it's all fake news. There's no truth to it. Don't pay any attention to it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what we believe, David, and we believe that it's fake news. I also believe that the election was not fair, that I think he probably did win the election. But that's history now. So, And and the stuff that you were saying that's on the front page, I don't believe any of it. And I think you'll find the majority of evangelicals don't believe it either. They see it as an attack of the... the, uh, the the state coming after him to block him because they don't like what he proposes to do. Or they're coming after him because of all the laws that he has broken. See, I guess, I well, guess I it, what side you come down on. Okay, so they accused him of these things, and he was acquitted twice of the impeachment. I think this whole thing in New York is going to get thrown out, and and probably the one in Georgia. I think they're trying to convict him on insurrection, but he's never been um, charged with it, and he certainly hasn't been found guilty of it. Is there That's anything? The impeach- is there anything he could do where you would say the line has been crossed? No more, no more support for this guy. If he were to misbehave in office, he was to do any of the things he's accused of doing in the past, taking bribes. Um, you know, bringing women into the White House, uh, all, any of those kind of moral things that are going on while he's in office, yes, that would change my opinion. But I don't see that. I see him as a person who has changed, who is behaving differently. 
and that's all the way I can I can judge him. I don't know what's in his heart. Yeah. I don't know if he's a Christian. Right. I know his behavior is different. Well, at Jimmy Carter, well, I'll make that point when we come back. Here comes the news, traffic, weather, your phone calls and text messages straight ahead from my brother Bruce as he explains evangelical support for Donald Trump. Stay with us. Where we continue with my brother Bruce, a bona fide man of faith, also a very serious Trump supporter. To me, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. If you want in on the conversation, feel free to join us, 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Uh, back with you, Bruce. Interesting question coming in on the Stolberg line. Uh, Michael is enjoying listening to you. But he wants to know if if Trump and DeSantis both have the same basic platform, why not support DeSantis? So if DeSantis was the winner of the uh, primary elections, I would wholeheartedly support Ron DeSantis. But looking at the actual numbers and the way things are coming out, I don't believe he's got a chance. So I am going to... I'm comfortably going to support Trump. If if something changes and DeSantis comes to the top, I'll wholeheartedly support him. I think he's a good man. He checks all the boxes for me. All right. We've got uh, Eric in San Luis. Hi, Eric. Oh, hi, Dave. Hi. And welcome, Dave's brother. Hi. Um, quick question here today. I don't know if this race is really about the evangelicals. I really see it as, in terms of Trump, uh, do we want to remain a capitalist society, or do we want to go the path of Western Europe and become a social democracy? I think that's what people are really coming down to, that issue. Thoughts on that, Bruce? I, I agree with them. People are looking at what Trump's policies are going to do for our country. We don't want the socialist government that he's trying to put in place, that, that Biden is trying to put in place. I think the policies that Trump put in for trade, for the border, for the regulations... Right. All of those things are going to make life better for all of us. And I'm just trying to keep the focus, gentlemen, on the issue of character and whether or not character counts. Eric, what else do you want to say? Well, I think at the end of the day, when people are paying six ninety nine for a carton of eggs and four ninety nine for half a gallon of milk, they know how to vote. Well, I don't get eggs, and I'm paying. It's funny at the gas pump, I paid four forty nine last night. But I didn't see any stickers, Bruce, that said Biden did this. Anyway. All right, Eric, thank you. 805-543-8830. Tom's in Los Osos. Hey, Tom. Hey, how's it going, Dave? Good, Tom. Thank you. Uh, yeah, there wasn't a sticker that said Biden did the high gas prices. But California prices and Washington state prices are much higher than the national average because of Democrat, Democrat Party policy. So I think the reason you don't understand why character doesn't matter so much is because you're a progressive. I am, not a, pro I am not a progressive. Don't mislabel me. I'm a left oh, of okay. center. I'm a left of center independent. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know because <laughs> I always thought you were a progressive. Yeah. I got it wrong. Sorry, buddy. That's all right. So make your point. Oh, my point is this. Uh, I, again, though, if you're not a progressive, I think that you lean towards progressive policies. I think when you say you lean left, 
you're leaning towards progressive policies. Am I right? Uh, no. But, but, but no. Don't, don't, t- just take me out of the equation. Talk about Trump and his character. Does that matter to you or not, Tom? It matters less than the policy. Okay, why? Because the policy is what is directly affecting my life and a lot of other people's lives in a negative way. Bruce? Yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I look at the policies. We've had four years of Trump. And we know what his policies were, and we know how hard he worked to implement those policies. So all of this Democratic scaring about the end of democracy and making people disappear and insurrections, none of that is true. He's given us four years of what he's like and what he's going to do. And what this country needs is somebody who's going to change the direction we're headed right now. All right. Tom, thank you. I appreciate the call. But let me just give you an example before I took the call. Is um, just the other day, uh, Trump was talking about Jimmy Carter. Here's a guy who's fighting for his life. His beloved wife just died. And what was Trump's reaction? He said, I'm glad Jimmy Carter is still alive so he can appreciate that he wasn't the worst president of the modern era. <laughs> okay. So so Trump says things that are going to irritate people. But, I mean, look at the history. This guy grew up in New York in the real estate business, building buildings in that very heavily unionized Democratic stronghold. He has to be a tough guy that reaches out, punches back, says things that are probably not uh, in in his favor. But I can live with some of that as long as he's doing the right things for the country and for individuals who are trying to make a living and a life here. Yeah, but go back to the 1990s. You didn't say that about Bill Clinton. You were upset with him over the sex and the intern thing. You didn't judge him just on his policies. You wouldn't give him a pass, but you're giving Trump a pass. First of all, I judged Clinton on his policies. And then second, I judged him on the way he behaved in office and the way he defiled the Oval Office. I'm not giving Trump any pass if he were to behave like that in the White House or in the Oval Office or do anything remotely like what Clinton did while he was in office in the White House. All right, so if the, if the allegations with uh, Jeffrey Epstein turn out to be true, you won't support Donald Trump anymore? There are no allegations against Trump with Epstein other than he went to the island one time, and after he found out what a sleazebag he was, he threw him out of Mar-a-Lago. All right, here's Chris in Los Osos. Hey, Chris. Yeah, I love the character question, um, because if if character doesn't count, again, it's like that. You know, if your wife can't trust you, why why should the rest of the country trust you? And and I think character does matter. And if you want to see, you know, what Trump has accomplished over those years, uh, his his goals and his uh, policies weren't for the for the US they were for Trump. I mean, here's a guy who made money off the presidency and talking about, you know, uh inappropriate behavior inside the White House, you know, when you're in there lining your pockets as quick as you can, that's that's inappropriate behavior. You know, he 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 did <laughs> you know, he did more to uh disgrace that office than anybody. Um and again, you know, character matters, and, and the fact that he would denigrate, you know, Jimmy Carter, you know, who's on his deathbed, 
you know, Jimmy Carter lived to see the worst president in the world, and that was Trump. Um, so I, I can't imagine that, you know, anybody who has four brain cells can can stand behind somebody who is his only purpose in life is to enrich himself and his family. I assure you that my brother has many brain cells. Bruce, how do you respond? Well, I would say if the accusations your caller made there, David, about Trump lining his pocket full in the White House were true, you'd see that all over the place. He went through a $30 million investigation of, uh, of his whole life, and his bank accounts have been exposed. Nothing came out of any of that. So I think his, his information about Trump lining his pockets is completely bogus. I look at that's not true. He's under indictment. He's under indictment for a lot of this. Day one, he even he was under investigation for his inaugural party. Yeah, he was. He's under indictment in New York, for example, for overvaluing his properties. Yet the bank did the loan, did the investigation, made the loan, got paid back. So he's being charged with something where there is no victim in the crime. That's going to get thrown out. It'll it'll never stand. Hmm. Well, that's so, not true. Tax evasion is is a crime. It, what was that? Tax evasion. Tax is, evasion is a crime. Tax evasion is and a crime. Just just because he was it, it uh, had a cozy tax. relationship. Chris no, nobody's charged him with tax evasion. I believe nobody. He's, he's not under charge for tax evasion. Well, he's under fraud for for lying on his tax returns. Okay. Yeah. No, he's not. He's under investigation for fraud because he overvalued his properties when he was soliciting loans from the banks. Do you feel and good that you you pay more taxes than he does? The value he was. Right. And the bank then you, has to check right. it and decide whether they want to make a loan or not. Chris, thanks for the call. 805-543-8830 is my brother Bruce. An evangelical explains his support for Trump. Stevens in Napomo. Hey, Stephen. Hi. How are you doing? Oh, good. What's up? Good. I'm I'm a hardcore uh, Christian Republican, and I support uh, Republicans. I just want to say, uh, you know, a lot of people are going after Trump and uh, a bunch of other people. But nobody on this planet is nobody on this planet is perfect. Um, everybody has done something wrong, and, and for us to judge it is is not a good thing to do. Um, but Stephen, this Stephen, this is this is policies. the Stephen, this is the president of the United States. Should we not judge the character of who might be in the Oval Office? No, no, really, no. It doesn't matter. God, God, everybody has done wrong. All have sinned, as the Bible says, and come short of the glory of God. It is not our place. That's God's job job to to pass judgment not ours everybody has done wrong so for us to point fingers at him he's not perfect nobody is and nobody can make us have a perfect world there's nobody on this planet that can give us everything we want all right so we're just gonna have to deal with that the way it is i'm glad you called thank you nobody's perfect bruce David, I, I sort of agree with your caller there. It's not our place to make moral judgments on him. However, I do draw the line when he becomes the president of the United States that I expect a higher performance of him in office. And I would pass judgment on him if he behaved like Bill Clinton did or, or like President Biden is alleged to have 
Well, he but, hates in there. Yeah, but there's no proof of any personal wrongdoing by President Biden. There are accusations, but not there's yet. been no proof. Not yet. Yeah, I'll, well. I'll hold my fire. Okay. We got uh, Bob in San Louis. Hi, Bob. Hi, Dave. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Bob. Bruce, it's my understanding that most evangelicals support Trump as a president not because of his piety or his uh, uh, moral character, but because he's appointing judges that will allow them to push their religious agenda upon the rest of the United States. Do you agree with that or disagree with that? So, so back when he was first running, that was one of his uh, bullet points. He was going to put conservative originalists in the in his all of his court appointments, and he was very outspoken about his opposition to abortion, and he wanted to see a Supreme Court that would overturn Roe v. Wade. I don't think. Uh, I, I think what he did was put jurists in who had an originalist interpretation of the Constitution, and that's what led to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. So in that sense, yeah, we're living under the outcome of the justice's decision, but for most of us, we think the originalist interpretation of the Constitution is the proper way to go and not consider this a living document that can be updated and changed at the whim of... uh, you know, nine justices. Bob? Wow. You really opened the door wide there, Bruce. Can you tell me how many times the Constitution has the word God in it? Not at all, I don't believe. That's correct. Zero. And yeah. Did you realize that President Madison, who was the father of the Constitution, turned down, vetoed a bill that was going to supply money to a church that was going to take care of the homeless, because in President Madison's words, he did not want church and state to be too reliant upon each other. And we had another Christian president, James uh, Adams, John Adams. John Adams. I'm sorry. Second president signed the Treaty of Tripoli, that says specifically in it, the United States was not founded on the Christian religion and is not no. a Christian nation by any stretch of the imagination. This could be a whole other and hour. That, that was actually voted in the Senate unanimously. So when you talk about original intent, our founding fathers did not want religion influencing our government operation. Yeah, Bruce responded to that. Yeah, so I was aware of those uh, things that uh, we're not a Christian nation, and I I agree, we're not a Christian nation. But there's no way in the world you can suggest to me that the founding fathers and the founding documents were not based upon Christian concepts. All of those men, even though they had different Christian interpretations of the Bible, they were all God-fearing men, and they all recognized that the hand of God was active in the formation of our country, and that we are a country that has special blessing. Right. So no, the church should not be involved in, in the government, the separation of church and state. But that doesn't mean that the government's going to impede 
what the churches are going to do or what the moral outlook of the country should be. All right, I leave it at that. Uh, Bob, thanks for the call. Again, we're talking about evangelicals and their embrace of Donald Trump. To me, it seems to be inconsistent. My brother Bruce finds it to be perfectly consistent. Paul's in San Luis on KVEC. Hi, Paul. Hello, Dave. Hello, Bruce. Hi, Paul. Hey, hey, Bruce, I found it telling that once your brother told you about what Trump said about uh, Jimmy Carter, you laughed. And that's the kind of... That, that's that's really I found that very disgusting, you know that that you would laugh at an insult of a 99 year old man who's done so much good in the world, and that's what Trump has brought to us, you know is it's it, he said famously said that I could shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue and I wouldn't lose any support, and unfortunately he was right because that's what it's it's made you. Bruce, it's made you somebody that doesn't care. I, I, I think that, honestly, if Trump shot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue, you wouldn't care, because everything that you know about the man, you still don't care. He stole $1.7 million from St. Jude's Children's Hospital. That's the kind of character that he has. And everybody knew about it. Forbes did a, a famous article about it. The man stole money from children with cancer. Let him respond. Bruce? Yeah, so it, it's not true that I, I didn't mean to be laughing at the comment about Jimmy Carter. Uh, Trump says a lot of things that make me cringe, and I, I wish he would dial back his speaking and his dialogue. But that is the nature of the man that came out of New York construction and real estate. He's just an outspoken, sometimes crude kind of person. But He's the type again, of person that to... steals from kids with cancer. He's the type of person that well, used the office of the president to try and blackmail a, a country at war for his own personal benefit. He's the type of man who cheated on all his wives. He's the type of man who paid off a porn star. He's the type of man who bragged to Billy Bush that he he sexually assaults women, and currently he's he's in court right now for sexual assault. Okay, let let, let Bruce respond, Bruce. Uh, so again, all of those things are in the past. If he really took money from St. Jude, I'm sure somebody would have brought that up. So I I don't believe that I never heard that. They the rest did. of the things I acknowledge, he had a checkered past. But since he's been in the office, he's not behaved like that. He's not done anything that's illegal. He's been charged many times, and nothing has stuck to him. He's been acquitted every time. No, so it, I'm uh, looking Bruce, again I just at what he's doing he for the benefit of the country the and not what yeah. he did in his past life. All right. Okay. I, I just pointed out, he, he tried to blackmail the Ukraine. I just tried his first impeachment, Bruce. Yeah, and he was acquitted. That was he that was, was a bogus acquitted. charge. He, no, he, he wasn't was. acquitted. He was impeached, but he was acquitted in the Senate. All right. I got to get to Mike. Uh, thanks, Paul. Appreciate the call. Let me get to uh, Mike waiting patiently in Los Osos. Hey, Mike. Hey, Dave. Hey, hey Bruce. Mike? Bruce, I feel for you, buddy. You're uh, taking it. <laughs> You're taking it on the chin. He's um, doing a lot of these people. He's doing um, just fine. You know, Paul's call. <laughs> I, I I laughed at his statement. I laughed at Trump's statement um, about Carter. I laughed at all his statements. Um, 
if anybody ever, if anybody thinks there's one decent human being in D.C., they are a fool, first off, okay? I could say, I could bring up all kinds of stuff about Biden and what a bad person he is. Trump's got his flaws, this and that. But Paul is another example of how Trump has literally broken the left to the point they're, they're, they, they, they are, I believe that many of them are, have, are mentally ill at this point. Oh, okay. Stop, I, stop, now, now wait. stop, stop. Okay, okay, I will give you an example. Stop. Bill Abrahamson, the executive um, editor, former executive editor of the New York Times, admitted to carrying an Obama therapy doll around in her purse. Now that's cuckoo. But that's what Trump has done to the left, because Trump is a threat to their stranglehold on all of our institutions. And they, they feel righteous, okay? Like a hardcore right-wing Christian feels righteous. They feel righteous in their ownership of all of our institutions. Trump is a very flawed man. But Trump is at least fighting against this juggernaut across the world. And, and my, my point, what I really called in to say is... Quickly. Any human being that is that, that the WEF, the federal government, the alphabet agencies, Hollywood, the depraved left... We gotta FBI, go. Make every the point. One of them, Make the point. Anyone that, that they hate, whoever they hate, is my friend. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Bruce, any short comment on that? Yeah, I, I agree with them, David. I think that Trump is out to change the course of the country that Obama started. I think he's going to try to bring us back and put some sanity into the organizations that run this country and into the policies we support. All right, we'll come back and wrap things up with my brother. We're live. We're local. It's the Dave Congleton Show. On the Stolberg text line, we love Trump. I bet you can't say that about Biden. Yes, I can. I love Joe Biden. I voted for him in 2020. I'm going to vote for him again in 2024. And I'll probably vote for Kamala Harris in 2028 because that's the way it goes. Bruce, great job. I got about 45 seconds here to give us a final thought. So my final thought, David, was that um, Trump has been successful in bringing a lot of new people into the political process. He's changed the dynamic of who the Republican Party is going to be looking to. And the evangelical base is only one portion of it. I think we're going to see unions and minority groups turning around and coming in because they recognize him as a fighter. You may not like all the things he says or the, the way he does things, but he is a fighter. And the things he's outlined that he wants to do will make the country a much better place for all of us to live in. It'll bring civility back. It'll bring common sense to our trade and energy policy. Donald Trump and is going to bring Donald Trump is going to bring civility back, really? After what he said about Jimmy Carter? Really? Yes. All right. Yes. Bruce to be continued. That, that was his comment. That was his comment, but that's not the way he governs. All right. <laughs> all right, my friend, my brother. We'll talk again. Here comes the news. Stay with us. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.